Hello and welcome everybody back to Eyes on the Mize. Today is July 20th. This is episode 21, Unsealing Eldritch Moon. My name is John. I am joined by Ian. What's up? Hey, our podcast can drink beer now. Yay! Is that how it works? I don't know. I mean, I'm drinking beer, but that's because I'm 21 and I'm older than 21. So I don't, I don't drink on work, week, on work days. That's probably a good policy. Anyways... Uh, this we're going to be doing a practice Eldritch Moon sealed pool because F and M's are coming up, and I know my local game store does sealed the first week that it, that a set is out. And really, they don't do draft. Nope, they do huh. seal the first week a set is out so that more people can get more cards. Ah, I uh, like that. Yeah. Also, the store never fires standard events, so there's that. <laughs> well then. Well then. Uh, eyes of the community, real quick. There are two big things coming up on the horizon. Next week is GP Sydney which means that the week after that is the Eldritch Moon Pro Tour. So all the professional players are gearing up for that yeah. and prepping. We're, we're, yeah, we're going to see the start of the new standard season coming up this weekend with an SCG event, which is, this is, this like, the, uh, the one we had, this SCG event that happens the first weekend of the, um, of the season, which is, you know, starting once release happens on Friday for uh, Eldritch Moon. This is where Collected Company really hit the scene big. Yes. Like yeah, Bant the, Company just destroyed these first two weeks. Yeah, um, I remember those first two weeks of Shadows was just like White Weenie and Company just dominating everything. And then the Pro Tour kind of was just like, well, guys, slow your roll a bit. <laughs> this is how you beat it. <laughs> this is how it goes. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that because obviously I've got uh, the weekend after the Pro Tour is GP Portland, which I will be at. So And that is like, standard. So Yeah, I have my eyes firmly locked on standard. Absolutely. Uh, so the first thing we're going to quickly talk about is how our pre-releases went. Uh, Ian, I know you only you only got time to go to one, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, we can get into that right now. So remember, kids, if you are booking a pre-release and your store that you're booking at happens to have two locations, make sure you book at the right location. <laughs> That's important. So basically what ended up happening to me is on Saturday, um, I went to Card Kingdom uh, up in Seattle. Uh, I have a bunch of other friends of mine uh who were going to be there, going to hang out with them. And I accidentally booked at their sister store, which is Mox Boarding House, which is 25 minutes away on the other side of town. Yeah. In, in Bellevue, not even in Ballard, which is just like a northern uh, little suburb thing or little neighborhood of Seattle. So yeah, it was, I, by the time I realized it, it was, I went, I went for the 5 PM one and it was 4:55 when the, seating assignments for to get our product came out and i wasn't on the list so i was like oh fudge but i didn't say fudge yeah so i look at my phone pull up the email and it's like yep mox boarding house and yeah yep. so i had a friend who was actually at mox boarding house and said yeah when i heard his name get called i was like something's wrong i went up and the guy went up to the head judge like yeah he's not going to be here so the next day um so i ended up just wandering around downtown seattle a little bit that afternoon and the next day though i went to a new game store that I haven't been to yet uh, up in Tacoma. And it's actually really nice. And uh, they had a really nice prize distribution. Like, it was only four rounds of sealed, but four rounds got 12 packs, which I was pretty good. Um, I ended up going two and... I, on paper, I went three and one, but technically went two and two because my opponent didn't really care about uh, Planeswalker points. So I got the paper scoop, but... It was weird. Like if you went three, if if you went three and one, and then two and uh, two, and split packs, you got nine packs as opposed to going two one and one and getting eight packs, which meant like between the two of you, huh. like eight two one and one went four packs, and then but yeah. So we just uh, said okay, split on paper, like do the split thing on paper. We'll play it out, see who gets the pack, and I just played for a pack and ended up losing because my opponent had a really sick, disgusting white black deck. But I ended up playing a really nice. Um, Green black deck. Uh, I had foil Liliana, which mm, was nice. my my that was my money pool. Uh, I had a Nibbles of Frost, which I actually built a secondary Jeskai deck, which was like mostly spirits. It was pretty good, but I can't really complain. I had fun. Uh, the set is really really fun to play. But uh, John, how'd you do? Uh, so I went to two pre-releases. I went to the midnight Saturday and the four p.m. Saturday uh, at my local game store, which is Comic City Two out in Madison, Tennessee. Uh, and my midnight pool. I had a what was my promo that night? Oh, my promo was um, the Eternal Scourge, the three mana three three that when you target it, it exiles and you can cast it from exile. It's a weird card. Um, that guy's annoying. He is very annoying. He didn't he never got exiled that much. 
but one of the things that I, one of the cards that I pull, pulled that I realized I should have splashed for was I had a Nahiri's Wrath in my pool, but my red was really really bad. Um, so what I ended up playing, I ended up playing a blue black deck because all my other rares were basically blue or black. I had Dark Salvation, Elder Deep Fiend. Um, I was just all blue black control. How'd the Calamari do? Uh, Calamari did okay. I went two and two in that pre-release. Um, I kind of got run over by a few of the uh, few of the more aggressive decks in the room. Yeah. And then uh, the 4 p.m. one, I opened. Um, it was something else, not great. <laughs> I can't remember what I opened. Oh well, I'd have to I'd, I'd have to go look at my binder at some point. But I played a Mardu deck because I had my my green and my blue were, were well, my blue was unplayable. My green was fine, but it was just too heavy on my four drops. Like it had eight four drops. You. Yeah, I had like triple backwards survivalist. Uh, I did have the fight Elmer at five, which was nice. Um, but my white and black were really, really good, but they didn't have a lot of removal. So I had to splash red for um, fiery temper, double abandoned reason, alchemist greeting, and collect or not collected defiance, um, and ride down. Yeah, that seems legit. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. Um, and so I played a white black deck, and I went three one. Um, I, I lost in round one to just um, flooding out way, way too hard. Uh, mm. To help splash my mana, though, I did have a Wildfield Scarecrow in my pool, which helped tremendously. Oh, um, yeah. I don't I don't think I had any fixing in my... No, I had a Red-White Land. That was it. Yeah. Which I played in the Jeskai deck. From One mine. of the things that I quickly realized is that when we went to, when we, when we were from Battle of Zendikar to Oath of the Gatewatch, fixing was a little bit easier because Oath had the allied tap lands. Yes. In Eldritch Moon Shadows, it's not as prevalent anymore. Yeah, because Shadows had the because Shadows not only has the enemy tap lands, it also has Fork in the Road, which is a great fixer, and Wildfield Scarecrow, as well as if you if you're like to open uh, Weirding Wood if you're in green. Um, whereas this set has um, the Primal Druid, the O3 for two, that when it when it dies, you rampant growth. Yeah. Now I actually had in my pool a Traverse the Ulvenwald. Now I'm not sure if it was right or not to not play it being two color. Uh, now funny thing is, is I had some cards that like want del- that wanted Delirium. Literally zero Delirium enablers. Oh. Like in terms of things, it's like say put X number of cards in your graveyard. I had like nothing in my pool that That's like really helped with Delirium. Um, if I had decided to splash another color, I might have considered playing Traverse Evenwald. I've had some pool. really great experiences with Traverse and Sealed. Um, but that was in that was in the in SOI Sealed where we yeah. had or had a ton of Delirium enablers because it's just early game it's just grabbing a basic land or if you get Delirium you can just grab whatever creature you want out of your deck. So I think that probably Traverse is worth it. But let me, let no Delirium you, enablers is kind of rough. Yeah, but let me tell you what though. What is absolutely hilarious is when you get Liliana going. Oh, no. oh my god. Oh, no. Lil- Liliana with these emerge creatures is insanity. Oh god, because you just minus two pick up the creature you sacrificed? Yeah, I had the I had the zombie that whenever it dies, um a target opponent discards a card. Oh. <laughs> I I had him for the uh the one that Oh the, the Rotten Heart zombie? Dis- the two four for four? Yeah, and I had dis and I had distended mindbender as one of my rares. Oh which is the one that like you emerge and when it when you cast it you look at your opponent's hand and you just they discard a, a card converting it cost three or less or greater than three. Yeah. Or it's both. You do both. So killing the zombie and that, I ripped three cards out of my opponent's hand. And then I was able to, the next Liliana turn, tick, tick Liliana oh. up, tick Liliana up, get it back into my hand, cast it again, then sacrifice it again to the it of the horde swarm. Oh, man. You're just. <laughs> and then I ticked it up, ticked it up, got back distended mindbender. <laughs> Sir, sir, you, you're you're suffering from too much value right now. Needless I need to you to say, tone it back. Needless to say, I won that game. Yeah, when you, <laughs> but when, when you make a mind twist, yeah, that's pretty good. It like if you, I know she's expensive and like you're gonna snap pick her anyway, but she is a stone cold bomb if she sticks and let. Oh th- god, yeah. Like she has all the makings of a, of a limited card that's just gonna run people over because, like, what's the what's the one thing that you need to have in limited removal? What does Liliana oh. do? <laughs> She takes out X ones, man. Yeah, and, and she gets back your creatures that your opponents have removed. She's amazing. Yeah. I lost to the hands of an opponent. One of my opponents had uh, a five rare mythic pool. Oh no! Yeah, when two of those mythics were Seasons Past and Avacyn. Oh no! And a and a uh, Declaration in Stone. Oh no! He's watching. No. 
Yeah, it was disgusting. That sounds <laughs> terrifying. Uh, my my one claim to fame is that out of both I my steel it, pools, I, I took a game off of the guy. So I mean, I'm like, yeah. we did it, kids. That, that's a victory. I, my one claim to fame is that I opened zero double faced rares in my two in my two pools. Zero. I don't think I opened any in mine. Yeah, I was kind of salty about that. Anyways, yeah. uh, you ready to jump into the sealed pool? Oh my gosh, crack them packs. Crack them packs. Mm. You better sniff it because oh, like the, everybody as everybody knows who doesn't who listens to limited resources, the the best part about cracking packs is the smell. Uh, so what's gonna happen is I'm gonna read the cards out. Nian's gonna be recording them, and we're gonna put a link in the show notes to a tapped out deck list of the entire pool, and then we'll also figure out what our final build's gonna be. And there will be another link in the in the description for what our final build was. So once we lay out all the cards and you want to pause, go look at the pool, look it up, and figure out what you would want to build and see if you agree with Ian and I, I wholly recommend that. So we're going to start with the Shadows packs because we know what Shadows is first. So first off, we've got Militant Inquisitor, Stormrider Spirit, Stern Constable, Senseless Rage, Explosive Apparatus. Oh, buddy, slow down. Slow down, okay. <laughs> yeah, I got only got Militant Inquisitor. <laughs> <laughs> so Stormrider Spirit, Stern Constable, Senseless Rage, Explosive Apparatus, Crow of Dark Tidings, Uncaged Fury, Watcher in the Web, Veteran Cathar. These are our uncommons now. Alright. Uh, Forsaken Sanctuary. Pale Rider of Trostad. Our rare is Corrupted Graphstone. Womp womp. Yeah, boo. Our double face card is Pious Evangel. And we have a foil, Deny Existence. So... Pretty even pack with a black-white dual land, which is pretty nice. All right, pack number two. Let's do it. All right. So the first card we have is Ghostly Wings. Second is Inspiring Captain. Next up, we have another Deny Existence. After that, we have an Ethereal Guidance. Afterwards, we have a Moldgraph Scavenger. We have a Grotesque Mutation. Then we have a Vampire Noble, a Howl Pack Wolf, a Stoic Builder, Liliana's Indignation, Gloom Widow, and the last three cards in this pack are very, very strong. Uh, we have Uvenwald Mysteries, as one of our uncommons, which still does a lot of work in this format. Our flip card is an Heir of Falconrath, and then our Mythic Rare is a Jace Unraveler of Secrets. So all in all, I think our SOI pool is pretty solid. How do you feel, Ian? Spicy, yeah. I think Air does some work. Um, the uh, the Graphstone kind of is kind of a womp, but eh. I, I mean, mean, what can you do, right? Yeah, right now we've got some really good green and black cards, and uh, Jace is currently carrying the standard of the blue cards. But it is now time to d dip into our Eldritch Moon cards. Now, since we're since we're all a little bit less familiar with Eldritch Moon, I'm going to go ahead and read out what each card does so that we all are on the same page with what they do. So our first card is Waxing Moon. It's one in the green for a common instant. You transform with the one target werewolf you control, and the creatures you control gain trample. It is very, very good if you are in a werewolf deck and you're able to flip some of these EMN werewolves. Yeah, if you have a critical mass of flip cards, you're good, but otherwise it's kind. Of, it's yeah. really mad. I had it in my pool and was just like... Nope. In, in Sealed, you were really reliant on opening some good werewolves. Yeah, it's it's probably way better in draft just because you're able to see more flip cards than the six you're able to in this. And the fact it's a common as well means you're going to be able to get oh, those. Six-ish. Yeah. Uh, next, we have Brazen Wolves. Two in a red for a 2-3 wolf at common. Whenever it attacks, it gets plus two plus oh until end of turn. This card did a lot of work. After that, we have Drag Under. Two in a blue for a common sorcery. Return target creature to its owner's hand and draw a card. On the limited resources set review, Owen and uh, Marshall were just raving about this card, and I don't think it's as strong as they think it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it, does, it can do work. I mean, it's basically a Man of War without the 2-2 body. Uh, next, we have Swift Spinner, 3 and a green for a 2-3 spider with flash and reach. 
it's really amazing that fourth point of toughness to really be good, I think. But I think yeah. with Flash, it still makes up for it. Yeah, I, I know I, I was playing Graph Mole yeah. in my deck with like zero. Like I had maybe, I think, what was it? The, uh, oh God, the 3-3 three, three for four. They whenever does combat damage to a creature. I can't oh, think of the name. Oh, um, the Briarwoods Ranger or something like that. Yeah, that one. Um, it's basically whenever it deals combat damage to a creature, not even player, just creature. Yeah. And if you crack three, you can put a creature in from your hand on the battlefield. I That was like the only card I really had that did any kind of like investigating. And yeah. just because Graph Mole is a 2-4, I played it because yeah. there's a lot of X2s that can't kill Graph Mole. Yeah, definitely. Uh, next card is Cemetery Recruitment, one in the black. For a sorcery, return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand. If it's a zombie card, draw a card. This card's just fine. I think it, it'll hold a, it'll have a place in a lot of the black decks. Returning stuff's good. Yep. Yeah. Uh, after that, we have Guardian of Pilgrims, one in the white for a 2-2 Spirit Cleric. When it enters the battlefield, target creature gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. We've seen these style of cards a few times. A Kinsbell Skirmisher comes to mind from M15 and Lorwyn. Uh, card's great in, in an aggressive white deck or even just in any white deck because, you know, 2 twos for 2 are great. Buffing your other attackers, also great. Yeah, I definitely don't want to play it just this on two and into an empty board. It's, I mean, you can it, if you need to. It's if you can if you need world. to, but it feels bad. Yeah. Uh, next, we have the professors from Tolarian Community College favorite card, Convolute. Two in the blue instant. Counter target spell unless it's controller pays four. Yeah. 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 Uh, next, we have Make Mischief. Two in a red for a sorcery. Make Mischief deals one damage to target creature or player. Then you put a 1-1 red devil creature token onto the battlefield. It has, when this creature dies, it deals one damage to target creature or player. I'm very meant on this card. Uh, me and my friends did a EMN draft on Monday with some of our prize packs, and uh, I had to play a Make Mischief in my deck, and it was not great. Yeah, I had it in my pool, and it did not make the cut for my Jeskai deck. Yeah. So I have good news. We have five uncommons because we have the one double face card, and we have a foil uncommon, and it's clear shot, two in a, two in a green for a uncommon instant. Target creature you control gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. It deals damage equal to its power to target creature you don't control. Man. It's good. <laughs> it kills things. It's a damage card. It's like removal in green, right? Yep, exactly. Uh, we don't <laughs> have a lot of big green creatures yet, but I'm sure that'll change at some point. Next, we have Whispers of Embercool, one in the black for an uncommon sorcery. Target opponent discards a card at random, and with Delirium, they discard two cards at random instead. I did not play this in my sealed pool. Yeah. Uh, if you want to hear the real reason why it's bad, go listen to Limited Resources again. I mean, they're great podcasts. You should listen to them anyway. Uh, but the real reason why this card is no him to Turok is because you can cast him on turn two, and you can't cast Whispers on turn two. Well, to get the full two. To get the full two. two by time, because, like I said, I had this in my pool didn't play because I didn't have any Delirium enablers. Yeah. Like, I feel like the only way to make this really good is if you have Vessel, and you go turn one Vessel, turn two Pop Vessel, get Delirium, turn three Hem them. So... Yeah, that's just asking. And it's just not great. Land. That's Magical Christmas Land. It is Magical Christmas Land. You're absolutely correct. Next, we have Spreading Flames. Six and a red for a uncommon instant. Spreading Flames deals six damage divided as you choose among any number of target creatures. Bomb. Bomb straight, status. Straight bomb uncommon. A card that I want to see how good it is next is Scour the Laboratory. Four blue blue for an instant at uncommon. It has Delirium that it casts. It costs two less to cast if you have Delirium, and you draw three cards. Some who was ranting at Raven about like wanting like this is so good. I don't know because it could have been Luis. I'm not sure. I don't know. Somebody was just like this card. Oh, I just want to scour all the libraries. <laughs> I mean, it, could also, it could also be Marshall. It sounds exactly like him. Yeah. Uh, no, I think it was Marshall. Yeah. Our double face uncommon is Shrill Howler. It's two and a green for a three one werewolf horror. Creatures with power less than Shrill Howler can't block it, or less than its power can't block it. And then for five and a green, you can flip it or transform it into Howling Chorus, an Eldrazi Werewolf, which is a 3-5. Creatures with power less than Howling Chorus's power still can't block it, and whenever it hits a player, you put a 3-2 colorless Eldrazi Horror creature token onto the battlefield. The card is just ridiculous. It is. It's really hard to block, and because you, you need to get a big guy out. And your opponent can just sit back on it if you have a 3-power or a 4-power creature and just wait until they get to 6-mana and then flip it, and then they have a 3-5, which is really hard to block profitably. And they can just start just pooping out these Eldrazi horrors. Yeah. Yeah. And our rare or I'll is I'll take that. Yeah. Our rare is also blue. Okay. It is identity thief. Two blue blue for a rare shapeshifter. It's an O3. Whenever it attacks, you may exile another target non-token creature. If you do, identity thief becomes a copy of that creature until end of turn. Return the exiled card to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of the next end step. It's really weird. It's really weird. I have yet to see it play out. 
Um, so I'm curious to see how good it is. Now, you know, with these EMN packs, we're going to go ahead and kind of just take a, take a breather and go, what would be your pack one pick one if this was a draft? So that was it? The, that was the pack. Oh, clear shot was the foil then. Yeah, clear shot was the foil. Okay. I'm just making a note so we yes. can actually... Because <laughs> you can actually put that in here. Yes, you can. So pack one pick one, I would probably just straight up pick that Spreading Flames. Yeah, Spreading Flames is very good. Seven mana is a lot, though. Um, I would be very tempted to take Identity Thief just to see how well it plays. Um, but there are four blue cards in this pack. If you're worried about sending signals, that's something you could worry about. Uh, other cards I would consider would be like Clear Shot or Shrill Howler. Yeah, Shrill Howler would be these, but I mean, I just yeah. think the Spreading Flames, the damage is oh, yeah. removal is just way too nice. Yeah. All right, next pack. Are we ready? Let's do this. Wretched Griff, seven mana for a three-four Eldrazi Hippogriff. It has emerge for five and a blue. When you cast it, you draw a card, and it has flying. And remember, Some... for emerge, you you can sack another creature, and you deduct that CMC from the cast from the cost of the emerge. Son, let me tell you about value. <laughs> let me tell, let you, me tell you about, about that value. Let me tell you about value. Uh, I think it's Exultant Cultist is the yes two 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 for two and a blue. That when it dies, you draw a card. And I you cast, lived, yeah. I've lived the dream. You I've lived the dream? dream of sacking it to Wretched Griff. Oh, man. I, turned, I played it turn three on turn four. My opponent had no creatures out, so I swing with it. Oh, oh man. Two. Second main, Wretched Griff, better Muldrifter, oh, baby. Oh, the full value. The full value. Making your, own, making your own divinations. I like it. Oh, that was so good. Next is a bad card. Distemper of the Blood. One in a red for a sorcery. It has a madness cost for a single red. And target creature gets plus two, plus two, and gains trample. Which temper? Distemper. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> too. yeah. Too. Followed by a great card, Sigardian Priest, one in the white for a 1-2 human cleric. Mm. You can pay yeah. one and tap it to tap target non-human creature. Card's great. Uh, next is Succumb to Temptation, one black black for an instant. You draw two cards and lose two life. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. Next we have Woodcutter's Grit, two and a green for an instant. Target creature you control gets plus three, plus three, and gains hexproof until end of turn. Which one is this one again? Uh, Woodcutter's Grit. It's a giant growth with Hexproof attached, which I think is probably exactly right for three mana, but if my tricks are giving my creature Hexproof, I want it to be cheap, and three mana yeah. is not cheap. Yeah, three mana... Well, I actually played one of these in my pool, and it helped at a time. I had the uh, I had a fight card. I forget which one it was, but I had a fight card. Yeah. So I basically pumped my guy with Woodcutter's Grit, fought it into another guy, then we were able to get through for like 12 damage. Because they left one blocker up, and I was like, "Baha!" Exactly, exactly. But that's basically the only time you're going to get any decent value out of it. Yeah. Next we have is Terrarian, one mana for an artifact, and it enters play tapped. And you can pay two and tap and sacrifice the Terrarian to add two, two mana in any combination of colors to your mana pool. And when it Terrarian is put into the graveyard from the battlefield, draw a card. It's not not fine. great. Not great. It's fine. If you the really ETB, need fixing, there it is. The ETB tapped is a pain. It can be, especially if you're trying to cast something on curve. The art's incredible. Art's great. Art's amazing. Cards, man. Titus Lutner knocked it out of the park. Yep. Next we have, uh, which place? Displace. Two and a blue for an instant. You exile up to two target creatures you control, then return those cards to the battlefield under their owner's control. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, Next we have Falconrith Reaver. One and a red for a 2-2. It's a vampire. No text. Except the paragraph of flavor text. This is the uh, red's... This first is Red's, time to get a bear. Red's first vanilla 2-2 two, two for two. No upsides, no downsides. Uh, now we are at uh, the uncommons, but we do have a common double face card. And it's okay. Rats. It's one, yeah. of the, one of the black for a 2-1. And at the beginning of your combat on your turn, if you both own a control Rats and Midnight Scavengers, they meld in the Chittering Host. But we don't have a Midnight Scavengers yet, so we're not going to worry about it. Nope. Nope. Uh, other black card we have is Rise from the Grave, four and a black for a sorcery. Put target creature card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. That creature is a black zombie in addition to its other colors and types. It's amazing how expensive it is for a, uh... Oh, man. Yeah, reanimate effect, yeah. Yeah, reanimate effect. Next we have an equipment that's bad, Thirsty Axe. Three mana for an equipment. Equipped creature gets plus four, plus O. And at the beginning of your end step, if the equipped creature didn't deal combat damage to a creature... This turn, sacrifice it. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're going to swing with that? And that's dead now. Basically. Uh, people have been reading this all the time, thinking it's hit players, but no. It's got to hit a creature. It's thirsty. Okay. 
Uh, last uncommon is is give no ground. Three and a white for an instant. Target creature gets plus two plus six until end of turn and can block any number of creatures this turn. Yeah. I don't think this card's very good. No, it, all they need to do is get blown out. I mean, I can see it, it's essentially the same issue that happens with the uh, the spider yeah. that can block all those other things. Is it all it takes is like a ride down, a single, yeah, a ride down and then it's like, okay, I put this on my one guy, block like these six guys. I know it's going to die, but I block all this damage. Like ride down, it's still going to hit and for blown out. Uh, we have a foil. Yeah, dude, ripping all these foils. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's a planes. No. Oh. <laughs> Specifically, planes. Uh, two eighty-three by Jonas De jo- Jonas De Rowe. Uh, and we have another mythic rolling pretty well so far. And this is definitely the pick that you, the card you would slam first pick in draft. It's the Mirrorwing Dragon. Three red red for a four or five mythic dragon with flying. And then whenever a player casts an instant or sorcery spell that targets only a Mirrorwing Dragon. That player copies that spell for each other creature he or she controls. That the spell could target each copy targets a different one of those creatures. I managed to kill a mirror ring dragon without losing my board. It's casting a spell on it because I cast ride down and I didn't have any blocking creatures. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is so good. <laughs> yep. Oh, dude, that's amazing. It is amazing. It was. It was. Uh, it was very beautiful. Uh, yeah, it's just mirror wing dragon, hard. right? <laughs> There's no yeah. other pick besides Mirror Wing Dragon. All right, well, we had here. We had we had Rise Griff, of the Grave. Tempered. So Guardian Priest would be up there. Wretched Griff. Okay, if Mirror Wing Dragon wasn't in the pack, <laughs> ouch. <laughs> uh, so Guardian Priest would be up there. Um, as would uh, I think Rise from the Grave is actually really solid. Yeah. Um, like reanimated effects are always strong. Like Wretched Griff, maybe. <laughs> like maybe yeah. Otherwise, the pack is not the best. The, yeah, that's. I mean, granted, it has a lot of roll cards, but if we're talking draft picks, bleh. yeah, it's just Mirror Wing Dragon. You just bleh. call it a day. Yep. All right. Uh, next up, we have another pack. We have start off with Brazen Wolves. We've already introduced those guys, so we know how good they are. Well, ish. Uh, Prey upon single green mana for a sorcery target creature you control fights target creature you don't control. This That's is, the fight I had. This is this is this is a good fight to have. Standard green removal. Just basic green removal is fine. Next, we have another Woodcutter's Grit. Uh, then we have a card that I think is good and sealed. I don't know how good it is in draft. It is Certain Death. Five and a black for a sorcery. Destroy target creature. Its controller loses two life and you gain two life. Dude, this card did some work for me. Yes, it did. It was definitely a card that I played. Uh, I actually had a Lone Rider in my pool. Um, and I actually had a turn where I played Lone Rider. Passed the turn. Uh, certain death, one of their creatures attacked with Lone Rider and then flipped it. Oh, Gross. that's beautiful. Dude, uh, oh, I got oh, just quick aside. I got destroyed by an opponent playing Lone Rider like on turn two twice. Oh, that's never. And he was able to flip it turn three by using the uh, the three mana instant. Uh, all creatures you control get plus two plus zero oh, or plus o oh, plus two. Yeah, that uh, bar yeah. Ma- uh, bar malevolence. Yeah, bar malevolence twice. Yeah, that's right. It, it was the white one. Yeah, but that's Rob Melvins. Yeah, that, that felt bad. Yeah. Then I had to deal with a 4-4. Four, four. Yeah, that's rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, Field Creeper is our next card. Two mana for a 2-1 artifact creature scarecrow. It's fine. I played it. Why? Because Delirium. Because Delirium and two drops. Uh, next <laughs> we have Spectral, Res- Spectral Reserves. Three and a white for a sorcery. Put two 1-1 one, one white spirit creature tokens with flying onto the battlefield. You gain two life. Yes. It's all right. It'd be better if it it was an instant, but what wouldn't? Uh, next, we have Laboratory Brute, three and a blue for a three-three zombie horror. When it enters the battlefield, put the top four cards of your library into your graveyard. I mean, it's fine. It's uh, not terrible. I mean, if you're looking for dumping stuff in your yard, if you're in, in yeah. a dedicated sealed, probably not draft. Probably not. If you're able to, if you're able to get the graveyard matters kind of thing, where yeah. like get a blue black. Exactly. Animate deck, yeah. Uh, next we have Prophetic Ravings, single red mana for an aura. It enchants a creature, and the creature has haste and tap, discard a card, draw a card. You turn any one of your creatures into a mad prophet. This card's bad. Yeah. Uh, final common is our double faced card. Okay. It's Uvenwald Captive, one in the green for a one two werewolf horror with defender. You can tap it to add a green, and then for five green green you transform it into the Uvenwald Abomination, which is a four six Eldrazi werewolf. And you can tap to add two colorless mana to your mana pool. This and that's two wingding. Yes, two two yeah. wingdings. Uh, this anyways. is basically this is what we get for mana dorks these days. Yeah, I actually thought this card was bad, but I think um, my opinion of it has flipped to it being very good. I mean, it, I it's not. 
It's it's a mana dork. It's a mana dork, and it turns big in the late game, which is fair. Yeah. Next, we have Slayer's Cleaver. Three mana for an equipment. It's an artifact. Equipped creature gets plus three, plus one, and must be blocked by an Eldrazi, if able, with an equip cost of four. I didn't play it, but I saw a foil of it, and the foil of this looks really cool. Yeah, we're saying that because it's a bad card. Uh, next, Geist of the Archives. Two and a blue for a spirit. At, it's an 0-4 defender. At the beginning of your upkeep, scry one. I had one of these in my Jeskai pool, and I was not disappointed. Yeah, it's fine. It's not great. It's not going to blow your socks off or anything like that. I mean, the scry helps. The scry does it's, help. It's, it's not Patrick Scryfish. No, it, it is no Scryfish. Uh, last uncommon is Markov Crusader. Four and a black for a 4-3 lifelink vampire knight. And it has haste as long as you control another vampire. Uh, I had one of these in my uh, green-black deck, my main deck, and it was fine. It's much better if you're able to use the werewolves and wreck people. Yeah, but the Crusader is not bad. If you have vampire, if you have another vampire, I didn't have yeah. a huge amount of them. It was just I would be playing a 4-3 lifelinker because it's 4-3 lifelink. Yeah. Um, of relevance, we currently have four other werewolves, or four other vampires. Except <laughs> for our rare, which is the Blood Hall Priest. Th- two, ra- two black red for a 4-4 vampire cleric at rare. Whenever it enters the battlefield or attacks, if you have no cards in hand, Blood Hall Priest deals two damage to target creature or player with a madness cost of one, a black, and a red. I mean, so it's a, it's a decent value card straight up, 4-4 four, four, mm-hmm. four, four, with upside. Yep. And if you happen to be in the red-black deck, you're probably going to have a Madness Salad. You can get it out quicker. Exactly. Or use it when you're di- discarding to get the Madness bonus off of another card. So, I mean, it's not terrible. It's not out of that pack, what would you pick? Um, Probably the Uvenwald Captive. This pack was not great. I'd take the Captain or the Priest. And if I took the Priest first pick, I'd just be like, let's let's tr- let's see if we can get this Vampire deck. But probably just the, the Captive. Yeah. Uh, once again, no double-faced rares, so let's see if this tree continues. Dawn Griff, two and a white for a 2-2 flyer. It's there. It does things. We have another Brazen Wolves. We have a Crossroads Consecrator, single green mana for a 1-1 human cleric. You can pay green and tap it to give target attacking human plus one plus one until end of turn. Yeah, it's, it's you know, combat trick on a stick. Next, we have Gavany Unhallowed, three and a black for a 2-4 zombie. Whenever another creature you control dies, you put a plus and plus one counter on it. I Hard. had one of these, and it was funny. My opponent used a removal spell. Yeah. And, like, didn't target the Unhallowed, and I'm like, all right. Yeah. Take it up, and now it's out of range all your removal spells. Basically, yeah. <laughs> uh, next is Woodland Patrol, two and a green for a 3-2 human scout with vigilance. It's yeah, good. I have, one of, I have one of these, too. It's it, fine. Just, yeah, it's, you know. Uh, we have a strictly sideboard card in Iron Rite's Cleansing, two and a white for a sorcery, exile, target, artifact, or enchantment. Yeah, that's just the definition of sideboard. Yep. <laughs> uh, we have another Displace, as well as another Falconroth Reaver. After that, we have a Faithbearer Paladin, four and a white for a 3-4 human knight with lifelink. Yeah, I would slam pick this as a first pick. It's it's good. It's it is certainly okay. I don't know how you'll feel about it when I talk about the rest of the cards in this pack, but we'll see. I meant in terms of common wise. Yeah, a, it's, in terms well, of it's a, a definitely it's a very first pickable common. Yeah, uh, I we have one other common. It's our double face card, and it's another Graph Rats. So no meld shenanigans today. I had a Graph Rats, didn't have the other one. Uh, next we have a Graph Harvest, single black mana for an enchantment. Your zombies have menace. And for four and, a, and for three and a black, and exile a creature card from your graveyard, you put a 2-2 black zombie creature token onto the battlefield. The utter, literal definition of build around me. Yes, it is. He just wants a lot of zombies, man. He just he just has a need. Uh, next, we have a card that would be very interesting in draft, but not in our sealed pool. It is Foul Emissary. Two and a green for a human horror. He's a 1-1. When it enters the battlefield, look at the top four cards of your library. You may reveal a creature card from among them and put the, put it into your hand and put the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. And then when you sacrifice Foul Emissary while casting a spell with a merge, put a 3-2 colorless Eldrazi Horror creature token onto the battlefield. Yeah. He, he finds a creature at minimum, um, but with only one emerge creature, I'm not too keen on, on this. Oh, card. no, no, yeah, no, yeah. Um, it's like a worse Duskwatch recruiter. Yeah, it's very bad. Uh, now, our last uncommon is another Geist of the Archives. And okay. our final rare is a card that I'm that I'm looking forward to be putting into my cube. 
It is Worf Infiltrator. One of the blue for a 1-1 human horror. It has Skulk. Uh, whenever Worf Infiltrator deals combat damage to a player, you may draw a card, and if you do, discard a card. And then whenever you discard a creature card, you may pay two for two generic mana. If you do, put a 3-2 colorless Eldrazi horror creature token onto the battlefield. It's very interesting. It's a very interesting card. Um, especially especially since a lot of the um, cards of Madness, would you'd want to go Grixis with this card. Yes. Um, but it does work really interestingly with Bloodhall Priest. But anyways, mm-hmm. before we get into how we're going to build this pool, that is the entirety of the sealed pool. Oh, wait, we didn't do our uh, pack one, pick one out of that pack. I probably would just take the Infiltrator just to see how it is. Yep. Um, I don't know if there's anything else that really calls to me. Like, Faith Bear Paladin's fine. I'll just take the Infiltrator, call it a day. So, now, pause the podcast, because right now Ian and I are about to go ahead and go into our breakdown of how we're going to build this sealed pool. And then when you come back, we'll be talking about the uh, the deck we're going to build. So, pause now. All right, if you're still listening, welcome back. We're going to now break down this sealed pool. Uh, so, uh, Ian, where would you like to start talking about this sealed pool? Um, well, first off, like most sealed pools, like when I break them down, um, and this seems to be pretty relative, you know, common practice among people is you're obviously going to like, I usually when I'm sorting mine out, I always sort mine out by color. So when I'm just opening my packs, I'm just quickly looking at them, kind of sorting by color, seeing what's good. If I see a card that is literally unplayable, and I mean, like the, what's the one that you just gain life off of? There's like oh, the chaplain's card. blessing. Yeah. I just literally just be like, nope, off to the side. All right. Any card that I get that is something that I would not play or would not even consider playing goes off to the side off the bat. Or I put it in like a separate little pile. I have like a main pile and then I have like a do not want pile up top. Right. And then after that, you look at your – like you actually kind of resort back to bread, which is yes. the bombs of Bombs, evasion. removal, evasions, attackers, yeah. and then duds, defenders, however you want to look at it. Yeah. So I kind of resort back to that. Like look at your bombs, see what bombs you have in each color. So uh, I went ahead and just looked at our white cards, and I count a grand total of nine playable white cards. Yeah, I have I have the breakdown. I, I sorted it out and saved it. I should have 11 total white cards, 16 blue cards, 16 black cards, 13 red cards, and 17 green cards with eight colorless and two gold. Um, one gold. What's the other gold card? Oh, somehow it's counting Pious of Vandal as a gold card. Oh, that would make sense. <laughs> All right, numbers check out. Oh, All actually, right. the eight, car- eight colors should be seven because it included the planes and colorless. Yes, because lands are colorless, kids. Remember that. All right, so I'm just going to go ahead and say that our white is not good and we're not going to be touching the white cards. Fair? Yeah, I'm just clicking over this real quick. We do have, a, we forsaken, have, we do have a Forsaken Sanctuary if we want to splash one of them, um, but I, mean, I don't faith, think there's a card in here that I would want to splash. Faith Bear Paladin might be decent. Yeah, I guess. Uh, so Guardian Priest would be another card that I would consider, but let's see how the rest of our pool shakes out. Yep. Now, we do have three blue rares. So that's, like, that right there. Well, I, I eventually I spread my cousin. I have, have rares at the top, uncommons in the middle, commons at the bottom. So usually I can get an idea of, okay, where my commons and rares pulling looks. And I'll kind of generally look at those colors first, see how the, the how deep the commons are, if we have a lot of playables in there or not. Yeah. So. So looking at our blue, and, I, and for, for these purposes, I am counting a Wretched Griff as a blue card. Um, we have Identity Thief, Wharf Infiltrator, and Jace kind of as our bombs. We have Double Geist of the Archives, which is defensive. Scour the Laboratory, Stormrider Spirit, Wretched Griff, Laboratory Brute, Convolute, and Drag Under. I went ahead and chucked out our two Displaces, our two Deny Existences, and the Ghostly Wings. Yeah, Ghostly Wings I wouldn't play. Yeah. Um... It's this is a, like you said. This is a very. This seems like a very defensive. Like our our blue pool feels like a, a support color right now. Yeah. Um, which is rough with having Jace and Identity Thief being two of our rares and being double blue, saying, "Hey, put me in a big blue deck." Um, with that's Orphan. not to, that's not that's not to say that we won't play blue. It's just yeah. that I feel with you know like Stormrise Spirit is a five mana card. Yeah. It's like Scour the Laboratory six, but you need Delirium to get two and it's going to be a pain in the butt to get that high. Yeah. So that's kind of when you're going to set the side. Lab Brute is I mean, fine. It helps. It helps with Delirium because yeah. it's, it'll put some stuff over, but you could unintentionally put your Jace in the yard and then you're like, well, yeah. crap, that feels bad. And um, um, 
by the way, real quick, I'm just going to go ahead and say, out of our out of our artifacts, uh, Terrarian, Field Creeper, and Explosive Apparatus are the only playable ones. And even then, Explosive Apparatus is begrudgingly playable. Yeah, Grafstone just, you know. No. No, you don't play Grafstone. No, no, no. no. There's okay. a reason you see them ripped up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so before I talk, I'm going to get the black and the red because we do have the Blood Hall Priest. And I'm going to look at my, and look, we're going to look at our green just so that we can kind of get a get a sense for what our green is. Uh, yes. Probably not playing Foul Emissary, but we can that that might change. Woodland Patrol, Uvumal Captive, Swift Spinner, Prey Upon, Shrill Howler, Clear Shot. Uh, probably not playing Waxing Moon. Definitely playing Uvumal Mysteries. That card is just always good. Yeah. Um. And right now, I'm not putting in Waxing Moon, Consecrator. I'm playing one Woodcutter's Grit and yeah. Clear Shot. Okay, so how many does that make out of that? Uh, so this is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 green cards that we have in our pool. Uh, now, notably, we do have Veteran Cathar. So if we decide to go uh, green-black, we can play Forsaken Sanctuary as a white source to give one of our, some of our humans double strike. Hmm. Not terrible. It's not terrible. I mean, you could also look at maybe green-blue because it looks like we have a lot of creatures in green right now. Yeah, we have... What's this? This is... 10 creatures. Yeah. Yeah. And you said, yeah, like we have like the creature. And we have Uvumal Mysteries, which is just an absurd magic card. Right. And if we pair that with blue, which was had a very, you know, very support-ish kind of thing. We had a lot of the counter spells. We had some of the the draw cards. Um, And Jace. I mean, it's not, it's not, you're not going to have the amazing green blue that you would have had back in say clue wise from just straight shadows. But, you know, we'll see. So looking at the black cards, um, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you the cards that I am definitely not playing because there are quite a few of those. Out of the 16 we've got. <laughs> out of the 16. We're not playing Graph Rats. Nope. Neither of them because we don't want... Like, if we really need two mana two ones, we can find them. Uh, we're not playing Graph Harvest, Whispers of Ember Cool, or Liliana's Indignation. Uh, we don't have that many zombies, and I don't think I want to try to spend that much mana making zombies. So the black cards that, we, that I currently have in the main deck are Air Falcon Wrath, Pale Rider of Chostad, Succumb to Temptation, Cemetery Recruitment, Grotesque Mutation, Vampire Noble, Begrudgingly, it's a placeholder for now, Crow of Dark Tidings, Gavany Unhallowed, Markov Crusader, Rise from the Grave, and Certain Death. Okay. Which I think this is probably the right suite of black cards, but, I mean, Vampire Noble is not a card that we want to be playing, really. No. If we can help it. Like, if we need more vampires for Markov Crusader, then that's one thing. It's definitely a card that we'll look to cut. Yeah. So that is our black pool. Um, and then let's go ahead and look at our red pool. So I'm going to include the Falconrath Reavers in our deck because the Reavers, I mean, two twos for two are never bad. They're just it's totally... Better, it's, it's literally better than Graph Rats. <laughs> yeah, it's literally better than Graph Rats. Um, so the red cards that we're not playing are Prophetic Ravings, Distemper of Blood, and Make Mischief. All yeah. the others are playable on some level. If Distemper was a instant, if it'd we... be... And we and if we had better discard outlets because in our in red black which is you know where we want to have our discard outlets we only have air of falcon wrath yeah and well we also have pale rider uh well yeah but I was talking well yeah pale rider or, is are you're you're talking discard at our convenience at our convenience yeah okay yeah which is not great so the problem that I see with this pool is that it's kind of removal light yeah this seems to be it. I, I won't lie like, like I've had I have have an issue where like my pools I'm like. I seem to scrape by with, like, the bare minimum removal. Yeah. Um, so, like, in red, I mean, Senseless Rage is probably not a card we want to play either without a lot of good madness enablers. So we've got the two Falconoth Reavers, the three Brazen Wolves, the Halpack Wolf, because three mana three threes are still good, Uncaged Fury, which is hilarious with Mirrorwing Dragon, and Spreading Flames. Oh, my God. Uncaged Fury, Mirrorwing Dragon, please, one time. <laughs> just one time, guys. Just one time. Um, so, Kai, again, I like hitting for ten with a flyer. Uh, and also our entire board gets it. Well, yeah, but I'm just which saying is, like... Which might be a reason to, to maybe put Distemper of Blood in, maybe, but I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. All right. So I think... That would be kind of hilarious, though. It would be kind of hilarious. So I'm going to go ahead and line up our red-black deck, because that, that looks like the deck that's going to have a lot of the ability to go ahead and do a lot of things. Yeah, I would definitely probably pick the red-black deck. I mean, I don't think we're playing three of the Brazen Wolves at all. Well, here's the thing. Uh, with all three Brazen Wolves, that's 21 cards. 
Oh, just 21 cards in black and red? Just 21 cards with black and red, including the Blood Hall Priest. If we put in Field Creeper, that would bring it up to 22, uh, and then we would have to pick another card to play. Ooh, that's painful. It is not fun. So this is this is a good example, kids, of what happens when your seal pull is relatively even among among oh oh uh, a lot even, of things. even even distribution. Like I've seen, I've had some seal pulls where you look at it and you're like, "Yep, I'm definitely playing this color." Yep, I'm definitely playing this color. Like this is a yeah. case where it's like white seems very shallow and yeah. has like a barely a support color. Yeah, I mean blue has nothing really pulling me towards offensively. Yeah, it's very it's a very defensive deck. Very support related. Yeah, green has a lot of creatures, but green also has a lot of solid removal. It has prey upon. It has clear shot. We have what cutters and grit. If you want to, you know, yep. get have the gotcha in combat. Yeah. So it's not like impossible. It's just not great. Um. Hmm. So I'm looking at this red black deck, and we we're at 22 cards right now. That's including field creeper. Um, we don't have any Delirium cards. We have no cards that care about Delirium. Um, we have the one Madness card in Blood Hall Priest, uh, which if we ever curve out Era Falconrath into Blood Hall Priest, I think that's a victory. Yeah. Um, but Black Red does give us the ability to do gross, Grotesque Mutation, Uncaged Fury on Mirror Wing Dragon. Would you consider splashing the white? Uh, we do. Now, remember, kids, we do have the Forsaken Sanctuary. Which is the white-black land. Yes, which is the white-black dual land. Uh, so the cards that I would want to splash out of white, uh, I could see an argument for Pious Evangel. Yep, um, that's what I was thinking. Stern Constable would be a card that I would consider if we wanted a more reliable discard outlet. Only um, problem is it's a it's, single white mana, and we would have to rely on... it's. There's yeah. we would, It needs more white sources than what it we were need, splashing. Uh, and then the other cards would be Faith Bearer, Paladin, Sigardian Priest, and then at the very, very low end, I would be looking at Dawn Griff. Yeah, I think that. Also, if we're playing white, our... I would be more tempted. I'd be tempted to put Terrarian in. Yeah. I mean, I can definitely see the argument for Pious Evangel and Faith Bearer, Paladin. Yeah, like straight up, Sigardian Priest is much better on see... turn two. Yes, but I could see an argument being made for that if cards are needed so yeah um you said we were what, like 21 before we started adding some of those uh we were at 22 by after putting field creeper in uh so we okay so let's so we drop field creeper okay let's go to 21 cards so 21 also i'm putting terrarian off to the side yeah. because we're gonna need mana so you so can consider put, terrarian is like the 22nd card now so we put pious evangel and faith bear paladin in all right Bring so up, we're gonna put these guys in so we need to take out uh one card all right so just slowly read through what we got so far. All right. So here is our curve. We have Terrarian at one. Okay. We have our two drops are Falconroth Reaver times two, Era Falconroth and Pale Rider of Trostad, with uh, our on our non-creatures being Grotesque Mutation and Cemetery Recruitment, Triple Brazen Wolves, Halpack Wolf, Vampire Noble, Crow of Dark Tidings, Pious Evangel, Gavany Unhallowed, Bloodhall Priest, Uncaged Fury, Succumb to Temptation, Mirrorwing Dragon, Markov Crusader, Faithbearer Paladin. Rise from the grave, certain death, spreading flames. Hmm. Hmm. All right. So, what do you think? All right. So, do you think that we want cemetery recruitment in here just to get? I think we do. I think we're going to be able to get creatures. Even back. without, even without the fact that I don't think we're playing a lot of zombies. We have two correct? zombies. We have Gavany Unhallowed and Crum, Crum, Crow of Dark Tidings. Okay, so we're not gonna we're, we can't really expect to get that draw card value. No, I think in sealed it's very important to be able to play your bombs and get them back from when they do get destroyed because. Oh no 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 no! I agree. I would just I'm just explaining. I'm just kind of we're getting yes. into why we would want to play cemetery recruitment, even though we don't have to really worry about that secondary clause. Exactly. Get like you said, getting your bombs back because your opponent's gonna have limited removal. I.e., check out our deck, limited removal. Yeah. Um. If they use that big removal spell to get that there. Granted, there are some cards that will exile. Um, there's that uh, enchantment that you can... Oh, choking restraints. Yes, choking restraints is ridiculous. It is. And they can choking restraints your bomb. Hopefully, you trick them into playing it on a big enough card before your true bomb. Yeah. To get them to blow it on that. But I've had it where like, I played this bomb and I like, play my, play, like, I bait out the removal... Play my bomb and then like more removal. I'm like, no, stop. Please stop it, no. 
On time, please. I have kids to feed. <laughs> um, he has a family. He has a family. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that um, this is fine. I think the, the one card to cut would be Vampire Noble. Um, like, I, I don't think the Markov Crusader value is good enough for a, just a vanilla 3-2. When so we have rather, triple so brazen wolves. Cut, yeah, I'm about to say you cut you rather cut the vampire wolf. I mean, granted you get a two three as a blocker, but brazen wolves seems to only want to fight. Yeah, it, it only knows fighting. Um so this would be the deck that I would probably start with and think about a lot. Um we are running low on time, but otherwise there are probably there might be a good blue green deck, maybe we're missing a blue red deck, so or we, maybe we can, blue black. I think we should I mean we I think we could spend a couple minutes to just take a look at what we would get if we jammed the green and the blue together. Just jammed all those cards together. Just check. Oh, I mean, how many, how many, did we, how many playables did we have in blue after you moved all those, all uh, those cards? I think it was not a lot. We are looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Okay. So I'm gonna, I'll go ahead and lay out our blue green deck just for the sake of being um, thorough. Yeah, I don't think, like I said, white is very, very shallow. So first, want to go over it. Just Don Griff. It, which is, you know, vanilla. Serial yeah, Guidance, which is not going to see play. Faith Bear Pounding, which is good, which we are considering playing in that basically Mardu yeah. deck, which is a splash of white. Yeah. Give No Ground is not amazing. Guardian of Pilgrims, that's eh, serviceable to drop. Yeah. Inspiring Captain, good if you can go wide. Yeah. Don't really seem to have the pull for that kind of thing no, in terms really, of the, really lower, the lower cost creatures that want that card. Iron Right Cleansing, straight up cyborg card. Militant yep. Inquisitor. We don't it's, have the equipment for it's it. It's serviceable, but not great. Yeah, it's a two, three for three. If and then that's still. Yeah. All yeah. right. So Guardian Priest, Spectral Reserves, which gets you some value, but I feel that maybe instant speed would be great. Yeah. Um, instant. Like, three mana, two two one ones, and two life. That seems fine. Yeah. Um, like if it was Midnight Haunting, I think it'd be better. But. Eh. Um. So here is the blue and the green. Uh, all together, we're looking at Prey Upon, Wharf Infiltrator, Uvenwall Captive, Moldgraf Scavenger, Veteran Cathar, Double Geist of the Archives, Woodland Patrol, Shrill Howler, Gloom Widow, Stoic Builder, Drag Under Convolute, Uvenwall Mysteries, Clear Shot, Woodcutter's Grit, Identity Thief, Laboratory Brute, Double Swift Spinner, Stormrider Spirit Watcher in the Web, Jace, Scour the Laboratory, and Wretched Griff. Okay, so remember, we are going to be posting, we're going to compile these lists together. We're going to put them online uh, yep. with Tapped Out. And we'll make sure the links are in there and they'll be in the bottom so you guys can follow along with the quick reading. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, so this is, we, a, we this have is 25, so we, have, we, we can have, make some cuts. Did you put any Deny Existences in there? No, I didn't. I mean, it's not the worst card. It's not the worst card in the world, but I've never been happy with it. Would you rather have that or Convolute? I'd rather have Convolute. Yeah. I think that at least some sort of counterspell, yeah. regardless of how bad or meh, Overall, the it is. Yeah. I think that it at least deserves a consideration. I mean, negate was a card that you would absolutely include a one of. In the your issue main, is in that the negate. I mean, the issue though is negate hits not all non-creatures, whereas deny only hits creatures. Well, right, right. But I was just yeah, saying, yeah, like yeah. how it's how even a card like that in any other format, you're like, I'll just sideboard like negates in the sideboard. Like in sealed, you would play one. Granted, yeah. it would probably be your first sideboarded card out. Yes, but. In the main deck, it's a good hedge against, say, your opponent has that bomb planeswalker. Yeah, get negated, son. Exactly. Uh, so in this deck, that we've got two cuts that we got to make. Um, I'm not sure exactly where they were they're going to end up being. Um, might be Gloom Widow and Lab Brute, but or maybe a Geist of the Archives. I'm not entirely sure yet. Uh, but I like Gloom, I like Gloom Widow for being able to help with reach creatures in your main deck. We do have Watcher in the Web and Double Swift Spinner. Yeah. <laughs> So, that is true. Yeah. So Gloom Widow could definitely be a sideboard card and played in, against the in the more or in the more defensive decks that don't have flyers or have Correct. flyers. Yeah. Seems seems legit. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it it seems okay. Now the great part, like I said, the great part about um, if you're at a pre-release event kind of thing like that, it's it's a little different when you're actually at a GP event. or a FNM. Yeah. Yeah, but at a GP, granted, you have to register a pool. Um, so you'll register something like I would, like I know John and I would probably register what we built with the uh, red, black, splashing white. Yeah. Um, just because overall, granted, we had like when you're building a pool, remember you have a lot more time than we have because we we had talked about some other stuff before we yeah got started. like you crack we all the packs, lay it out, and then you get like 40 minutes to build. We we were building in like half an hour. 
Yeah, so we had a little bit of a quicker build. Uh, I have actually been in an event where it was a 30-minute build, which was kind of harrowing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I would I would probably just do the red-black, red-black, splash-white as my initial build. Um, I just, like, John, I feel it. I mean, yeah. it just felt like it had the higher card quality across the board. Plus, yeah. it had some of the better removal, I think. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the mana base is probably going to be the Forsaken Sanctuary, another Plains... Uh, and then I'm thinking nine mountains and seven, no, six swamps. So you're not going to play a third white source? No. Hmm. We have we also have Terrarian. Oh, you have Terrarian in the deck. Yeah, I have Terrarian in the deck. Okay. So yeah. that's, that's, my, that's my take on the mana base. Okay. I mean, it's, yeah, it's I don't know how Terrarian perfect, feels, but... It's not great, but it's it's what we got. I would I would probably play another planes and a different card over Terrarium, but that's just my personal take on uh, it. Yeah, that's totally fair. That is totally fair. Anyways, but anyway, so yeah, so like I said, so like stuff like pre-releases are great because you, can, especially if you go with friends, because you can rebuild your deck in between rounds. You don't have to worry about registering it. And my my, I highly encourage. Highly, highly, highly encourage to build a potential second deck. Yeah. Then you can sideboard into. Um, like I said, I had a green black deck at mine and sideboarded into a Jeskai Spirit deck. I ended up losing a really long drag out war in turn four of turns with the Jeskai deck that I just got utterly demolished with my green black slower dirtily deck because the guy just went wide and curved out amazingly. But exactly. It's great because if you can counter a strategy of your opponent's thinking. They're going to play one deck, and then they finish sideboarding, and then you're like, Bloop, check this deck out. Surprise! Like, oh. Yeah. So, All right. Anyway, that's my thoughts on that. Um, I think the deck is okay. Uh, granted, the pool, like you said, didn't have a whole lot of removal. Um, Bomb-wise, wasn't insane. Have, I mean, Mirror Wing Dragon is legitimately just absurd, and trying to kill it is nearly impossible. I would have loved, loved, loved to have had a, like one or two more combat tricks. Like, maybe. if if, dis- if we had more Madness Outlets for Distemper of Blood... Oh man, just yeah, that would be great. But it's a mini Uncaged, overrun for two mana. Cage Fury would be awesome. Um, Cage Fury's great, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else is there that has any kind of uh, grotesque mutation. Give all, give your give our team plus three plus one and life link. Oh yeah, grotesque mutation would be hilarious on that guy. Yeah. That's just like you just completely change the math of literally everything. Uh, if you want to go into if you want want to look at other colors, Woodcutter's grit is would be hilarious as well. Yeah, but I mean, even then, like that's, and then we have clear shot. That's like oh, no clear shot targets another creature. Mirror wing only oh, well, says only targets mirror wing. So clear shot won't get copied because it's targeting mirror wing oh, dragon so and it another it target, and then it deals the damage. So because it because targets. it has clear shot has two targets, your creature oh, okay. and your opponent's creature. That's okay. why I didn't. Oh, okay, I didn't know the interaction. Yeah, oh. that's why. Um, that because there's two that. targets. Yeah. So I mean, can you imagine prey upon though? Prey upon has the same problem. <laughs> Yeah, that would be. I'm, I'm saying if it worked, it would just if it be worked, like, it would be silly because you're just like everybody gang up on one guy. I mean, there's a card. It's called Alpha Brawl. It's like six red red from original Innistrad. Um, all creatures your opponents control fight another creature they control, and it was it's a board wipe. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean this this pool seems okay. I mean, it's the- like I'm not gonna be you know call, writing home to mom and pop saying hey guys guess what I just opened a pool that's gonna like nine o uh, can eight o uh, day one can this day two it. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, with three buys, this could definitely day two a GP. <laughs> uh, I don't know I don't about know I, I don't know about uh, like you know seven two or six three one though. Uh, but yeah, the distance. I mean, it could go the distance. We'll see. Yeah, but I mean, I think we might be able to figure out a way to play this against something else. But yeah. I mean, I think that this kind of thing. Now, if you have the ability to, I definitely recommend if you're if you're going to be going to a sealed event or anything like that, like a, the PP, uh, PPTQ or something of that sort doing something like this will definitely help like just yes. setting cards out cracking six packs with a friend I highly recommend with somebody else or crack six packs on your, by yourself build a deck or two then find a friend of yours who plays give them the pool and see what they would build and then show them the decks that you built Yeah, and then say hey what do you think and just getting a second eyes on it is pretty cool I mean like for me, I would have been like, yeah. I mean, I think John and I came to the same conclusion just because this the pool was relatively okay. Yeah. Kind of pulled us in that direction. So, I yeah, it's fine. Like, I mean, I definitely think that, I mean, if, 
Now, like I said, we're going to be putting the links to the full, full pool. As well as our build. Yes, uh, both builds um, of the black, red, and splash white deck and the green, blue deck. See what you guys think of it. See if you guys would make any changes. Please, if you do, let us know. Um, we actually, if you guys want to just, like, if you guys look at this pool and say, hey, I want to, you know, build something, or if you have any kind of comments where it's just like, hey, you guys mentioned this, I would probably do this different. Please, we want to know. We want yes. your feedback, especially on an episode like this, where this is really even more feedback intensive. So, oh, yeah. So I would please, either I would, shoot, us, shoot us the links on Twitter or just reply in the decks with them. Um, they'll be under Ian's account, so Ian will be in charge of keeping track of those. Yeah, um, and that'll be under Dixon IJ on that as well. Because out, yep. Yeah, I use my username everywhere. Because consistency. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Anyways. So, speaking, of, speaking of feedback, speaking of where you can find us, John, where can they find you? Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at jwiley129. I'm also on Twitch by that same handle. Ian, where can people find you? People can find me on twitch.com at twitch.com. Twitch.tv? I said, I said Twitch.com. Wow. <laughs> I meant Twitch. And you can find me at Twitch.tv slash dicks. It's been a long day of work. Uh, <laughs> um, and you can find me on Twitter as well at Twitter.com slash DixonIJ. That's D-I-X-O-N-I-J. And again, these sealed pools will be under my tapped out account, DixonIJ. Yep. Uh, we'll put the link. It's just literally tappedout.net slash users exactly. slash You'll find the pool there um as well as other stuff like that yeah you can also reach the podcast directly on twitter at eyes and the mize or if you have a more more personal question you can send us an email at eyes and the mize at gmail.com please remember to try to leave us a review uh we really appreciate your feedback and that's going to be all for us thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you all next time